And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? My name is Tony Gapastone. I am the founder and director of Brave Maker. We are headquartered in Redwood City, California. That's the San Francisco Bay Area. And I am a writer, director, and actor. And I'm glad that you're here for the online Brave Maker experience. Hey, everybody. I'm Christina Jackson. I'm also an actor, writer, and advocate. And I'm super excited for today's show. And we are starting something new. If you've been following along with Christina and myself, it's really cool to be able to say every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do a live show. We chat with actors and creatives from all over the country and world sometimes. But we also have started a thing on Monday. Once a month, we're talking to an actor, dancer, singer in New York City named Zoe Lytle. We did that last week. But today, we're starting a new stint. Dun, da, da. Uh, it's called an LA film school story. So Christine and I, both of us did not go to film school, but we know, right? That a lot of people get to do that. And so we're excited for this new segment to talk to somebody who's living it, breathing it, dreaming it. So here's a quick intro and then we'll meet our special guest. Yes, I love that. Hashtag BraveMakerLA. Hashtag BraveMakerToby. Use those hashtags when you share this on social media. Huge thanks to our intern, Bryce Stevens, who's an actor in LA also uh, in school. Uh, and he did that up for us. But let's bring on Toby Lynn. Hello. 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 Hey. I love that intro. Yes. Mm. I hoped you Amazing. would. <laughs> Very LA. I loved it. Very LA. <laughs> All right, Toby, just get into it. You're a freshman at Chapman am, University yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> you, pack, you packed it all up and you started. Tell us how you knew you wanted to go yeah. to film school and why you decided to go. Oh, oh gosh. Um, ever since I was younger, I was always making videos. I would always steal my dad's MacBook and I would always use photo booth and I would, there's probably millions of videos of me like singing or making random little skits of me just talking my head off probably and I would always like in school I'd always want to do video projects instead of like writing like a normal paper or stuff like that I'd always opt for like the more creative option and so that kind of really sparked like my creative passions and like 
I really wanted to start pursuing that. And also growing up in a very creative household kind of really, I don't know, really pushed me to pursue a passion like this and a career like this. So it's always been very supportive in my household. So I kind of always knew that I wanted to do something like this, but yeah. And true, true confessions, I work with Toby's parents. And Correct. the fun thing is I have known uh, of Toby and her family for about a year and a half. And I first knew Toby as a singer songwriter, which is super cool, which is Christina mm -hmm. is also a singer. So you two have that in common, <laughs> but you can, you can find out about her album, Pretty of One. It's on Spotify. My daughters love it, actually. Go check it out. <laughs> Look up Toby Lynn on Spotify. So you have you are a multi hyphenate. You are many <laughs> things, which is really cool. Which you have to kind of be. So yeah, I'm excited to be able to hear your story. I love what you shared about the photo booth. That really brought back memories. I remember being mm -hmm. at just doing all kinds of wild stuff on the photo booth mm -hmm. and, and acting in front of it. And that was really the first way. Have you ever like captured that footage and thought about compiling it, or have you just used that inspiration? to launch your other projects? I know there's like some videos buried somewhere of, probably on my dad's computer. I have like, um, what did I do? I had like my stuffed animals and I would always like act them out and stuff. So those have to be somewhere. But um, after I started like doing that kind of stuff, I started a YouTube channel when I was in fifth or sixth grade, which is obviously like a very young age to be exposed to the internet, but I absolutely loved it. So that definitely like kickstarted a lot of my projects and like, got me to be more serious about this whole thing. So that definitely inspired a lot of it. I, I love that a lot of us who go into the creative industries kind of had a, we had an inkling when we were young, like this was gonna be a part of our future. We just, we saw things, we experimented, our imagination mm -hmm. ran wild. But going to film school is a very specific decision for people. One, it's, it's a financial decision, right? Because it costs a right. lot of money uh, and it's a commitment, right? So we wanted to have this segment on the regular to kind of help people who are trying to decide, because I didn't get a chance to go to film school and I'm envious of people who do. The one thing I hear about people who go to film school is they find these lifelong collaborators. Now you're just a freshman so far, but I would love to hear more about your decision, like why you said, I need to go to film school and then why you chose the school that you did. Totally. Yeah, um, I was kind of between doing music and film. Those were kind of always my two options. And I felt like music was something that I wanted to keep as separate from school because there's so much about film and this whole entertainment industry that I don't know. And a lot of the music is kind of more like emotional stuff, not to say that the film isn't emotional, but film, there's so much business side to a lot of things that I don't know. And so learning that and kind of diving into a lot of that was my main reason to go to film school. and. Yeah, it definitely is a financial decision and it's like very scary and a big risk, but I'm loving it a lot so far. And talk about what you why you chose Chapman. Ooh, well, of course, the Duffer Brothers, they're great, uh, Stranger Things, of course, but also it's just, I love the size of this school and it's a lot of the time you can kind of get swallowed in like so many other creators and it can be hard to kind of show your place and like feel like you can stand out and that you have something to bring to the table. So I really love the size of this, like these classes. My major, my major is television writing and production. And there's about 26 people in my major, I believe. Wow. And so you're just constantly working with each other. All of us are like already have become like best friends. And like, since these are the people that I'm going to potentially be working with in the industry one day, it's 
so great to like form these connections now and just like really get working on stuff. And we're all so passionate and being around so many talented creators is like incredible. So it's definitely something I'm not used to, but I love it a lot so much. And Toby, what stories for you are the most activating? What stories have you been compelled you want to bring to life through film, through television? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them have been like self-reflective. Right now I'm working on projects. We had to like create a character for my visual storytelling class. And so I made a character and she's like a music artist and she's trying to make it. She moves out to LA, kind of self-reflective, I think. But um, <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been really fun and like kind of, just creating and like building up on that character is super fun. I used to always write stories like in my notebook when I was in elementary school and I was always like making up characters and stuff. So like to do this and to have it potentially be my career is like also really crazy and definitely like unbelievable sometimes. What kind of things when you when you when you talk about your uh, or if you can talk about your first semester here at Chapman, what kind of classes are you taking, and then what kind of trajectory are you seeing? Other things that you're going to be doing, obviously, you're writing, you're going to be producing, directing, editing. Just kind of talk to us about what the film school courses look like for you right now. Yeah, so I take a it's an FTV class. It's visual storytelling. And that has been really cool. I work with this teacher, her name is Saja. She's incredible. And she's worked on stuff like Devil's Wear, Devil, Devil Wears Prada? Yes, yep, yeah, yep. Devil Wears Prada. That, so that's really cool. And then I'm also taking a comedy writing class. So that's hard because it's like hard to be funny. Uh, like <laughs> comedy, is, comedy is like very objective. And so that's that's been really cool to learn about and kind of dive into that. There's me. <laughs> Um, follow yeah. along on Toby's Instagram. We're showing that mm -hmm. right now. If you're listening on our podcast, you can go to at Toby.Lynn and Toby is spelled T-O-B-E-Y dot L-Y-N-N. So visual storytelling, comedy writing, what's mm -hmm. one or two things you can share that you have learned so far, maybe that you hadn't mm -hmm. known before? Um, currently, we're kind of learning how to direct actors, which is really cool. And also, this is like more of a general thing, but I've been trying to teach myself that it's okay to like not know what something means. I wrote my first ever script a few months ago. I had never written like a real script, which was really cool. And um, like my teacher was like, okay, raise your hand if you've all written scripts. Everyone like raises their hand. And I was like, I've actually never written one before. And like, I've done like story outlines or like premises and like thought about stories, but I've never like gone, you know, like line by line and done a real script. So that was really, really cool. And like, I'm just trying to learn to like ask more questions and not be embarrassed by it. And just, I don't know, I've, I've been enjoying that a lot and just asking questions and being curious and being okay with not knowing what something means. Cause sometimes I feel like the film industry can be pretentious and like you have to show yourself a lot or like prove your place a lot of the time and show your talent or, and like you can get really competitive but I definitely don't feel that kind of environment here which I love. That's great. Stay curious. I like that. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So you mentioned Stranger Things. What other stories are you really inspired by? What kind of show would we expect from Toby, say, in a couple <laughs> of years? <laughs> um, right now, I just watched the show Atlanta with um, Donald Glover. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. I think he's incredible. Like, I take so much from his artistic career like yeah. he kind of just does everything and I would love to do that and like have the platform to make whatever I want one day so like he inspires me so much so Atlanta's definitely up there I started watching Master of None which is really good he's great also like show. A, he, uh, really great 
yeah, and he's a writer and an actor, like does everything too, which I, I love a lot. So those are kind of the two top ones for me right now. That's cool. Those and they're pretty comedic, so it's nice yes. Sliding into that, are you like mm -hmm. writing? Are you finding it extremely challenging, or do you <laughs> naturally this is a good fit for you? I'm loving comedy writing. Next semester, I'm going to be taking drama writing, so that's like a an automatic switch for sure. But comedy has like elements where you can add in drama and you can add in like sadness, but a lot of the time drama is like not as comedic. So that'll definitely be a challenge. But for right now, I'm really liking comedy writing. So it sounds like for for you and your career goals, TV and writing and writing shows that have, you didn't say this necessarily, but have a, a point of view where, I mean, Atlanta and Master of None, these are people, marginalized voices who are getting these mainstream, you know, featured, highlighted spaces in culture, talking about really important things through comedy. Both of those, you know, Donald Glover and Aziz Ansari, I think have had mm -hmm. a major success in what they're writing and major point of view. On Friday, we talked to Cody Smart, Christine and I did. If you didn't um, see it, Toby, you should check it out. She's a script doctor from UCLA. And she talked about having a point of view. And Aziz and Donald definitely have a point of view. Right. Uh, so that's yeah. exciting to kind of hear that as a freshman. You're already going, yeah, this is what I'm gravitating to. These are the points of view I have. So let's, let's forecast graduation four years from now. Uh, is your ultimate dream to be show running? Or where do you see yourself ending up in the industry? Um. Within the like film and television industry, I definitely would want to be like a freelance writer or just a staffed writer for like probably a comedic show kind of similar to Atlanta or Master of None, something like that. But also music plays like a huge part into my life, of course. And so I'm trying to find a balance of that and I want to be able to do both. But yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at right now, kind of conflicted with that, but just kind of going with the flow. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful to have Atlanta and Master of None because those shows have married drama and comedy in a way that I think we really hadn't seen before. And it's easier to reach for something once it's been clarified, you know? Mm -hmm. And he, uh, Atlanta, he does do everything. He's acting in the show. He's writing in the show. Then you see his music videos and his music videos are more like short films. Yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. That is amazing. Continue to reach for that. What if you got to shoot a music video slash short film, which song would you use? What what would it feel like? What would it look like? Would it be com would it be comedic? Would it be dramatic? Ooh, I think it definitely depends on the song. I love that I can like combine those two worlds, which is like super fun and there's so much yeah. like it's so open. It's so open ended. I can do whatever I want with that. But I'm currently working on a new single and that's coming with a music video in the early early twenty twenty one, I believe. So like being able, I've been like kind of hashing out ideas with a bunch of my friends here and we've been collaborating and getting like the set and the crew ready, which is like, sounds all professional, like sounds super fun, which is very unbelievable for me to be like saying out loud. So I'm really, really excited about that. That is so cool. Yeah. So yeah. you're not going to do a video for any of the singles on Party of One. You've got a new single and you're going to mm -hmm. debut. Oh, that's really cool. That's something exciting. Yeah. So, so please, if you're watching and listening, uh, you can find Toby here at Toby.Lin uh, on Instagram and as well as, you know, Spotify. If you're listening on the podcast, please, please check our show notes. We'll have all the information in there, which is really exciting. So in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be finishing up your semester and then 
coming back up to Northern California, leaving the LA uh, space for some time. Do you mm -hmm. have some uh, projects in the works that you're going to be doing while you're here? Or are you going to totally just lay low and chill out? No school, no work, nothing. Yeah. So before I was, um, before I got on this live stream, I was writing a script. We're doing like a spec script for um, uh, the show Woke. And so I've been working on that. It's going to be like 40 pages or something like that. So I've been definitely it's a high stress week. I've been writing that. And then after this, I have to write for um, my pilot, which I'm going on set for the first time this weekend. And so I have I got my crew together and like I casted everyone and all that. And it's very overwhelming and like very nerve wracking for sure. But I'm just so excited. And the crew that I have is like are all very close friends of mine. And so I think it's going to be like a very good environment and I'm super excited about that. So that's, yeah. This sounds pretty amazing to me to hear a <laughs> freshman talking about doing all this hands-on type of work. I mean, you often hear people go to college and it's like first year is general education. Second year is general education. Maybe mm -hmm. at the end of your sophomore year, beginning of your junior year, you're starting to do things, but this is great. They're throwing you in. I guess that makes sense why Chapman was a good fit for you. So we're not mm -hmm. getting paid to say this, but way to go Chapman for throwing your students in. And if you are not familiar familiar with the term spec script, yeah. let's let's define that, Toby, <laughs> because some people don't know what a spec script is. You said you're writing a spec script for mm -hmm. Woke, which is a Hulu original series, which I watched, mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. So yeah. what does it mean that you're writing a spec script? Yeah, so I had no idea what it was either. My teacher was <laughs> talking about it and I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. But a spec script is basically what you would pitch to a team of writers, right? And um, it's just, you have to write, kind of shows your talent or like shows your ability to write in this show, in an existing show's style, if that makes sense. Yep, yeah. Totally. So you yes. have to kind of, yeah, go with like their jokes and just follow their style, which can be really difficult for sure. Yeah, there's a, that's great. There's a, um, a whole mentality in the industry that people obviously have to be able to write their own creative work. So Toby's writing her own pilot. A pilot is the first episode of a show. So she's got to be able to write in her voice, but, if, but she also has to be able to join a team and collaborate and write in someone else's voice. And so a spec script is short for speculative, <laughs> which is basically like um, in a lot of ways too, people would get representation by writing spec scripts off of things like Friends or Seinfeld or uh, Master of None, you'd write an episode that doesn't exist. You're just kind of putting it in to the to the universe as something that could exist if you were on that show. And that's really important because writers need, as Toby said, need to learn how to write in other people's in other people's styles. But what I'm hearing too is uh, a lot of people who are trying to get agents, trying to get jobs, they want to see not only can you do that, but do you have enough ideas to create two or three of your own episodes? So this is why doing this work and being a film student is rather appealing because if you don't know how to use screenwriting software and you've never been on a set or you don't know how to work with the crew, this is a great, sounds like a great way to learn, learn the craft. And Toby, what does Chapman, what screenwriting software does Chapman encourage that you use? Because in our, in our classes, we often talk about Final Draft, Writer Duet, or Celtex as being some of the top three, as well as Highland. Uh, and um, I forget what the, the other one is, but what are you using? We're using Final Draft, which cool. I actually just got a few weeks ago. And it's really cool. Very good. 
Yeah. Does that mean Chapman is a an Apple campus? Because mostly that's on Apple yeah. computers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, this is really exciting. We're excited to, to follow you and see what happens and see what you learn. I think every time I always want to hear like, um, you know, what's great, what's hard, what you're learning, because that'll help uh, our listeners. And if our listeners have people that are considering film school, follow Toby. If you have some students in high school, especially who think they might want to go to film school, it would be great for you to share this video with them. And we'll be hosting Toby on the regular with this LA film school story. But Toby, anything else you want to share about why you think film school was great for you or why you might recommend it if someone was questioning if it was the right decision for them? Yeah. Should I talk about some challenges? I feel like I've been praising it a lot, but (laughs) there are are definitely challenges with it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, I had like a really long conversation with my friends about this, but there's definitely like a sense of imposter syndrome when you're around so many talented people. You can kind of just like question your ability to do things. And it's like, there's always that game of comparison. So that's definitely like a very big element to being in a, such a creative environment. There's so much good in it, but there's also a lot of self-doubt. So that's like something that all of us have been dealing with for sure. But yeah, it comes like, there's like the highs and lows. It comes in waves for sure. Well, if that's the only challenge, that's <laughs> great. Because honestly, that's everywhere. Like that, yeah. I would yeah. so love to have a safe environment at school to process my imposter syndrome. Because often in the <laughs> other part, when you're not in school, and not not saying that this is the real world, and that's not. But when you get out of school, it doesn't go away. <laughs> like it's still, like that's I think one of our ongoing battles. Wouldn't you agree, Christina? Like as creatives, do we belong? Are we valuable enough? Do people think I matter? It takes a lot of bravery. Put yourself out there. Put your work out there. Feel that it's valid and your voice is valid and it should be heard. But you just have to continue to believe that, that your story matters and you should share it in every way possible, dramatically, comedically, you know, mm-hmm. wherever yep. you naturally drawn to. For it's sure. Both. <laughs> And Toby, uh, I'd also love, are there any other, any other challenges, please share, but uh, as a woman and as a woman of color, you are, tr- you are breaking some ceiling and thanks to Kamala Harris for breaking a ceiling yeah. in our, in our mm-hmm. political system. But do you yeah. feel any of that pressure? What are the demographics like at Chapman? Yeah, the demographic here, well, also I'm in Orange County, mm. so very, very conservative and Republican. Um, so that's been interesting. Sometimes it's scary walking around here, but yeah, it's also Chapman itself is just a very, um, it's pretty white school. So kind of finding my space here is definitely, it's not a struggle, but I definitely have to make sure I feel valid and feel like I'm heard. Mm-hmm. So making sure my voice is like amplified is definitely important to me. Well, that's cool. Even better that we get to partner with you. We're excited to be able to amplify your voice and elevate yeah. your brave story. That's really exciting. Really exciting. Well, cool. Well, we are doing this new segment now called Brave Faves, where every time we go live, we're going to be sharing some of our favorite things uh, of the week or life, whatever. So let's hear some Brave Faves. Christina, what is your Brave Fave for this week? So I have a book by a very exciting Bay Area author. Her name is Dolores Arden. Her book is available now on Amazon. It's called Brave Matters. If you like suspenseful thrillers uh, with a queer couple at the center. So it's a very fresh take on a detective type thriller. And it's set in the Bay Area, Pleasanton, San Francisco. It's 
it's always really cool to be reading something uh, where you know the locations of. It's a really, really good read. Uh, I have it sitting here on my lap. <laughs> I might pull it up. I might not. Um, but yeah, so this book is really fantastic. That is my brave fave. Gotta check it out. And she's actually, I got to speak with her. She's actually interested in turning into a movie which would be fantastic. So I'm really hoping that uh, she goes in that direction. Dolores, if you're listening, let's have you on the show. Let's talk yeah. about that. Okay, cool. Gray Matters, I threw the link in our chat here if you're watching on YouTube or our Facebook channel. And we'll also put it in the show notes for our podcast. And Toby. Oh, my brave fave is New Girl right now. Even though it's a very old show, I've been obsessed with it. My friends finally got me to watch it. And since... We're all like film and TV show junkies. We always like get together at the end of the night and just watch it. And it's like very like, I don't know. You don't have to pay too much attention to it. It's just very lighthearted. So loving that. New girl. Are you watching it on Netflix? Mm -hmm. All episodes on Netflix. If you've never watched, I can vouch. I've watched a bunch of episodes. My wife loves that show. It is rather funny and it's great for, I'm sure for all you roommates in the creative life since there are a bunch of roommates living together and doing life together. That's mm -hmm. super in LA too, which is fun. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, my brave fave are these really great headphones by a company called listen L S T N. Uh, my wife got these for um, me and for some reason it's not showing on the thing. So hold on a second as I re pull it up, but my wife got these for me for a, uh, a gift at like I think last Christmas and I they're they're expensive. I want to say they're like $125, but they're really cool and they're like one of those things where if you're going to buy some headphones, you're going to like you should you should go this this direction. Okay, don't get the cheapies, right? I usually use my um my, my company given apple headphones for most times but these are the ones that stay next to my bed and i put them on when i'm doing you know my show on my laptop or i'm nuzzling up to my audiobooks and i love it lstn they have these really cool like wooden um ear pad things and they're super comfy and they're also bluetooth enabled so lstn i highly recommend all right well, that is it for our show at LA Story. Please go and follow uh, Toby and show her some love. And let's see what kind of creative uh, trouble she gets in uh, this year at, at Chapman University. And as always, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. You know that we depend on your support your donations help us to do what we do we're excited to continue to expand we have a social media intern teams spanning members from california to florida which is really great you know christina has launched her podcast called wheel queens available on all areas all podcast stations encourage you to go to that make sure you sign up for our email list at bravemaker.com slash buzz so that you don't miss out on our free stuff our free movies any workshops that we're doing you can text your support with the word brave maker to 44321 and 2021 is going to hold some really great stuff we have a documentary we are supporting called pregnant on the streets about women who find themselves pregnant who happen to be experiencing homelessness we're doing an anti-racism documentary and a suicide prevention mental health docuseries i mean i can't get over how many great projects we have we're really really excited so please consider supporting us and uh we always like to say christine and i as we end 
Brave stories change the world. And you are the story. Right on. And we're going to show our bumper in process the way we're going to be ending in the future episodes. So it's in process, but it's still cool. All right. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.